0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. Hey, let's talk about some naughty words. Uh, now, I've really piqued your interest, haven't I? Um, well, you know, bad words—they're uh, just words that are given a particular energy in our society, right? Uh, I'm not going to give you a list of bad words. Uh, you can come up with them, um, and quite frankly, depending on your experience and, uh, your conditioning and your culture and society, uh, you know, your bad words might be a different list than if I were to list them, right? Uh, I personally believe there's no bad words. Um, there's just a, a different result with words, right? So I try to be very mindful of my audience. Um, if I'm talking about something that I know, like, for example, if I know I'm going, going to be talking with a bunch of scientists and they're very steeply, um, you know, believing in, in science and and maybe not spiritual things, I'm going to adjust my language, right? Because that, um, group of people who have those beliefs have a different understanding of words, right? Uh, I will even adjust this as I get to know my clients and I realize that they have certain words uh, or ways of kind of seeing the world. Right. So if if someone is a very visual person, they're going to use language that talk about seeing, vision, that kind of thing. Right. But they might be auditory. And so they might use auditory words like hear. Um, or they could be kinesthetic and they, they talk about moving and flowing, right? And so I'm, I'm keen on their words to know this is how they see the world. And I will adjust my language to use those words. Now I'm not manipulating because this is highly ethical on my part. I want to create a sense of rapport so that their brains will calm down a little bit so that they can come up with their, their problems and their solutions and come to more awareness. So it's, it's in, in high service to the other person. But what about bad words, right? Where, what is the place of, uh, bad words? I remember one time, um, uh, Dan Hodges, who was, uh, just a, a, a really phenomenal leader in the early childhood space. He has since passed on this year one of the things that he, uh, always talked about in terms of bullying, uh, in preschool, uh, you know, we know that bullying is, is really a a matter of communication that the bully hasn't learned to listen and the, the child being bullied, uh, hasn't learned to speak up. And usually they find each other and you have a recipe for disaster, right? So I remember him telling this one example, uh, in the classroom where, uh, this bully, um, called another child a butthead, right? And uh, he, so he went through and he he shared this story. He said, okay, you know, so-and-so, do you want to be called a butthead? And the kid was like, no, I don't. And he, he looked at the, the bully. He said, you know, you called him a butthead. Why did you call him a butthead? And he went on and on and on. He probably said the word butthead uh, 50 times. And I don't think a lot of people caught on, but yes, he was talking about this idea of bullying, but really by using that word, what he was trying to teach people was there's not the energy that you think there is in that word, right? You think that word is a quote unquote bad word. It has a negative connotation and these children are using words because they think it's a bad word. And so what he did by saying it 50 times, not just for our illustration, but also with the children, is he took out the negative energy from that word. So words are very important and they they um, have an energy, right? Uh, Words create. Um, We can give them more energy by using them all the time or we can actively ignore or limit them. Right? So, you know, not, it, it's kind of like, we don't want to, uh, just completely get rid of them, but we want to put them in their place. Okay? So let me just share with you what I think four of the most dangerous words are in our vocabulary. Okay? Four of the most dangerous words, I would highly recommend that you go through and you write these down, maybe even on a post-it note, and try to kind of key in on how many times you use these words in in a regular day. Okay. So the four most dangerous words are ought, like ought to, I ought to do this, should, must, and have to. I ought to do this. I should do this. I must do this. I have to do this. Those are the most dangerous words in our vocabulary. And the reason why is because with each one of those, the underlying connotation is one of uh, a victim mentality. I'm being taken hostage, right? I don't really have freedom to choose here. It takes away your power right? If you feel like you should do something, it's like, oh, I, I have to do this. I must do this. I should do this. Uh, do you, do you see that, that energy? It's, it's like you're not choosing. So for example, you know, today is Valentine's day. Um, I should give, you know, these people cards or, or flowers or, you know, whatever it is, right? That is, you feeling like you're being taken hostage and it's not you willingly choosing to give. For example, I got this year, um, uh, Valentine's day gifts for each of the three kids. I don't typically do that. Honestly. Um, I just really felt like I wanted to do that for them this year and it was fun to, to watch them open their gifts, but I didn't feel like I should do that or I had to do that. I wanted to do that. And there's a different energy behind that. Right. Um, I, I had a friend reach out around Christmas time and, and just apologize profusely to me because she wasn't able to get me her Christmas card. And I said, I, it's okay. I, I mean, I, I really don't value Christmas cards that people send to me anyway of their family or the, the Christmas letters. Right. Um, I value that you thought of me and that you sent it to me, but I'm not waiting for your Christmas letter or your Christmas card. Right. But she felt like she should send it. And I said, I don't want you to do anything that you feel compelled to do. I said, Hey, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, a few months later, but if you want to send me a card, I'd take it. Right. <laughs> uh, and a random day in March, I'll take your Christmas card. If if it really makes you feel good and you want to do that, absolutely. But don't ever feel like you should do something like that. Okay. You don't have to do anything. Okay. Think about it this way. You know, we've talked about it before. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to work out. You don't have to focus on your health. You don't have to, um, uh, rescue your kids, right? Um, this morning, uh, for whatever reason, it was almost six o'clock and I'm in here doing my study and everything. And I walk out and I was like, why are all the lights off? It's almost six o'clock. Uh, nobody was up. My, my, my husband and kids, they were not up. And I was like, hey, it's time to get up. Right. And uh, I almost went into that mom mode of like, OK, we got 20 and 30 minutes before kids need to get on the bus. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to rescue. I don't have to rescue I noticed that they weren't up. I said, hey, it's time to get up. I turned lights on and I came back in and I finished my study time. I don't have to rescue them. Now, are there consequences for them and for me? Well, sure, probably. But everything turned out fine. Everybody got where they needed to go. I don't know what they looked like or smelled like, but, you know, that's not on me. <laughs> Good luck, everybody else. Right. You don't have to stay in a relationship. Right. If it's not working for you, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in a job. If it's not working for you, you can leave. There is nothing that you have to or should do. So really key in on these four words that show up and ask yourself, okay, where did I come up with this thought or belief that I have to do this? Where was that instilled in me? And is that true? For example, all right, you don't have to go to work today. Now, some people are going to argue with me and say, oh, Michelle, I have to, I've got this thing to do. I've got, you know, meetings I have to go to. Um, I, I don't have time off. I'm not going to get paid. Absolutely. All those things are true, for sure. Those are consequences of you not going to work, but you don't have to go to work today. Who told you that? Right? what I'm trying to get at is the words that you use with yourself are really important. When you, when you say, I get to go to work today, I get to go and have these meetings. I get to go and serve these people. I get to go and be compensated for my value that I bring to the table. That's a very different energy than I have to. Okay. I get to means, guess what? You chose this job. You did. You chose this job. You know, when I, the one thing that, that ticks me off, um, that I'm kind of working through, I understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm working through it on my own is in education. When teachers are complaining about the, the pay and the hours. And I want to say, but you chose this job. You chose that particular contract. You cannot sign a contract and, and then complain about what's in the contract. If you don't like it, change it, go to a different job, find another contract You have choices. You are not a victim or hostage. You have choice. Okay. So I'm merely giving you these four very dangerous words and asking you to think about where does that show up in your day and what do you want to do about that? Okay. So go out and find these naughty words and change them. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.